Welcome to episode 170 of Talking Taker, our encyclopedic exploration digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all tism, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio. I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking. And I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, my brother of destruction. He's got the whole world in his hands, Mr. Travis White. Travis, tonight we are talking Survivor Series 2015, the 25th anniversary of The Undertaker, as he joins up with Kane to face off against the Wyatt family, and we know the Wyatt family has, uh, they have brought the heat against Undertaker in the past, but they're gonna amp it up to another level here tonight, man. They're, they're gonna bring in ISIS to go up against the Undertaker <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Controversial, man. I don't know how you feel about this. I mean, you thought Muhammad Hassan was controversial. Right. Just wait till we get to tonight's Goodness. Episode, today's episode. Yeah. Oh, man, goodness. Yeah, there's some story to be had there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, and I had honestly forgotten until you mentioned it last week on the episode. I had to go back. I was like, oh, yeah, how did I miss that? Yeah, I forgot about that. So, man, I just blocked it out because it was uh, was what it was. But we'll get there. So, yeah, the Wyatt family, he's got his family back together, and he's expanding to ISIS as well. So, <laughs> reason for the big guns. So, whoops, no pun intended. He, he does have the family all back together here tonight. We're going to bring it all to you on our uh, encyclopedic exploration. You know the gimmick by now. This is episode 170. We're going match by match through The Undertaker's career. And uh, it's pretty perfect timing here as we are in the yeah. middle of The uh, Undertaker 30 celebration. 30 days of the dead man. Three decades of destruction and domination. Uh, we're going to see The Undertaker celebrated at Survivor Series 2020, uh, just about a week from now, for his 30th anniversary. Uh, just one of those things. We've had it happen a few times in the course of this show where the timing just works out perfectly. We're not even planning it, but mm -mm. here we are. We get to look back at Undertaker 25 here right around the same time. Uh, we thought, man, that, that was good enough right there. I had no idea he was going to get up to 30. Uh, yeah, in the year 2020, but uh, pretty wild that he's here, and uh, this match here is a great celebration of, of the Undertaker character. Um, somebody, you know, it's the greatest character of all time. Is, is what we what we call him every week. So we're gonna look at that, look at this rivalry here as we take our time traveling hearse back to October of 2015. You know, we left off with the Undertaker uh, losing to Brock Lesnar inside hell in a cell and getting carried out of the arena by the Wyatts who uh, right. attacked the Undertaker, carry him out uh, crucifix style um, to do what with him? Well, we never quite find out, but uh, we'll get into that here, Travis. <laughs> so why don't you take us back to Raw on October 26, 2015. Yeah, so this is the night after the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. So we open up with a recap from last night. Again, that was the, the main event. So we're going to start the show off here with a recap. 
and commentary really putting over the brutality of the match. Uh, but they do mention the fact, like you talked about last week, that Lesnar had to use that low blow to get the victory there. But then um, we see the Wyatt's destruction of Taker. And then JBL has a quote here. He says that they desecrated the very legend that has given them their living. What a pathetic, pathetic sight. So, he mm. again, he's all on the Taker train, baby. All on it. But um, get another highlight later on in the night again, just really hyping up that match. And then we come back from that, and we see Bray Wyatt sitting in a rocking chair in the middle of the ring. And he says that for 25 years, the Undertaker has walked among the darkness and the light. He had no equal. They all feared him. Grown men would tremble at just the sound of his name. But last night, the apocalypse showed its face. Destruction, desolation, vengeance, and fear rode in. And with him, they carried out the soul of the mighty Undertaker. So I guess he just named the four horsemen of the apocalypse ah. or something. And him and him and his family. So although it's not, I don't think those are the actual four horsemen from the Bible, but I think that's what he's going with. They're, those are the four names of them. So Interesting. But he, said, okay. but he says, can you feel it? Can you feel that? That wicked, wicked, horrible feeling is in the air tonight. And he's got this crazy voice. I don't even know how I'm talking. I'm talking like Kofi <laughs> Kingston. But anyway, he's, I, I love, his, I love his, uh, his voice. But he says, you know, last night was a war. And he says he wants to make it apparent tonight that one day he and Roman will dance again after he's revitalized. Because, again, he lost to Roman Reigns the night before. That's right. So, again, remember that. He lost to Undertaker at WrestleMania. I think he lost to Ryback again, like in Extreme Rules or something. He lost to Roman Reigns here, and he's going to go to feud with Undertaker again. And I say again, although they never mentioned that, but we know what happened. But he says he's got to revitalize himself. So Taker's destruction last night has become his resurrection, which is funny because when they, when Taker came back at Battleground, I think it was, he talked about how. Brock was going to be his resurrection. They completely failed to mention his match with Bray. So we're just really sweeping that under the rug here. Time is a flat circle, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's something what Bray would say. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, yeah. So he says once you've taste, got a taste of the Undertaker's kind of power, it consumes you and he wants more. <laughs> right now, somewhere, the Undertaker's soul is being ripped to shreds, desecrated, piece by piece and bit by bloody bit. And so tonight, so tonight I wanted to ask something of you. I would like to ask everyone in this entire arena to bow their heads. I wanted to ask everyone that is watching at home to place their hand on their television set. And tonight, I want you to share a moment of silence with me for the man who has lost his soul to me. Bray starts laughing. He says, now, right now, somewhere, Taker's soul is being desecrated and being ripped to pieces bit by bit. So he wants every one of us at home and in the arena to bow their heads, place our hands on a TV set if we're at home, and he wants them to share a moment of silence for the man who lost his soul. He takes his hat off, bows his head, and says, rest in peace, Phenom. And he starts laughing. And then, boom, Kane's pyro interrupts. 
music hits. He comes out, Bray's smiling. Again, I do love his maniacal uh, character. He just He's not intimidated by this stuff. He just laughs at it. So Kane gets in the ring, and then we see the little Wyatt, <laughs> and then everything goes black. <laughs> I guess that's how, it's, how, that's how you do it. Yeah, exactly. And I, mine was more of a puke. <laughs> He's gonna puke. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, lights come back up, and of course Harper, Rowan, and Braun are on the apron. Kane immediately dispatches Harper and Rowan. Just one punch, two punch. You know they're gone. Braun enters the ring, and they kind of size each other up. And again, this Braun has just recently been introduced. They're really putting him kind of in the spotlight here as a, a new monster on the scene. You know. Uh, they they start slugging away. Kane tosses Harper out again. He comes in and then sends Braun over the top rope to the outside. And Bray and Kane wind up coming face to face. And Kane goozles him, but Harper and Rowan, the the future Bludgeon Brothers, come to rescue him. <laughs> but he double goozles him. Braun saves him. Harper and Rowan then hit a double choke slam on Kane. So still his own move. And then they swarm him, start laying the boots to him. We get a Undertaker chance from the crowd thinking he's going to come back from the abyss that he was taken to last night. But then the Wyatt family do the same thing they did at Hell in a Cell and they just walk him out in the crucifix position uh, just like they did here. And back, we come back from a commercial and we see the Wyatt family dragging Kane through the back hallway. Um, it's like a smoke filled hallway. And as they're doing that, Bray's like, he's got the whole world. In his hands, and that's it. They just drag him into. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know where they go. You know, you you'd think they were dragging him to the the Wyatt compound or something, uh, right. dragging him into hell, uh, dragging him into the abyss. But I guess they just leave him there. They drag him out of the arena right. and be like, all right, see you later, uh, which we'll, we'll get into that because uh, it's never quite fully explained here. They don't uh, even show him like dumping him in a manhole like, like me and no. remember Paul Bear back in the day. <laughs> yeah, oh. in the manhole. Like, <laughs> One of my favorite yeah. episodes of Raw. <laughs> well, now we know that Kane is involved in this rivalry. We have a real family feud on our hands with the Brothers of Destruction and the Wyatt family. Didn't he lose to at Hell in a Cell as well? He lost to Seth, right? Kane? Yeah. Uh, so he... If you say right? so. I believe so, because weren't we saying that they were both in the main storylines going into... Right, yes. That yes, pay-per-view, right. just like that's they right. were 12 years yeah. ago or whatever. Like, so these so the Brothers of Destruction both lost at Hell in a Cell. <laughs> And then they're both going to get teamed together against the Wyatts to get that, you know, get that, get that win back. You know? That's right. <laughs> well, I was going to say they should have just done a family feud episode with the Wyatt family <laughs> and then the Brothers of Destruction instead of doing this tag team match with like, Steve Harvey. <laughs> yep. I mean, you can't have Paul Bear in there. He's passed, but maybe you could bring back, you know, Midian, uh, oh, some other. Yeah. Ministry of Darkness people. Gangrel. Gangrel, sure. Uh, Big Daddy V. I don't know if he had passed at this point or not. I don't know yet. I can't remember. (laughs) Oh, man. Shamrock. How great was that? Sure. Why not? Stephanie, his wife. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that would have oh, been gold. we can only dream. But instead, yeah. we move on to SmackDown. We're back on SmackDown here, folks. I haven't done this in a while, but uh, there's some content on all the episodes of SmackDown heading into the uh, Survivor Series pay-per-view involving these folks. It's SmackDown and back on Thursdays now. Back on Thursdays, uh, October 29th, 2015. Uh, Bray Wyatt's going to open up the show backstage, and he's cradling the Undertaker's signature hat. Uh, not the Turco hat, the foam hat, and not the hat that you <laughs> got me last week That uh, at the end of the show that I am wearing, the 30-year anniversary hat. Uh, fits like Looks a dream. Looks good. I love it. I wore it all weekend, man. I'm wearing it tonight. Perfect. <laughs> uh, no, we're talking the Undertaker's signature hat that he wears down to the ring. And Bray says that the spirits that used to belong to the Brothers of Destruction now belong to him. He owns the souls of the Undertaker and Kane. And he tosses Undertaker's hat aside. And he's going to offer a challenge tonight to celebrate these fallen sons on the Day of the Dead. And he's going to have uh, three brave souls that are uh, willing to challenge his monsters, Harper, Rowan and Strowman tonight. And then, unfortunately, those three guys get to talk, and uh, it's, it's not pretty. <laughs> Eric Rowan says he was never allowed to dress up for Halloween. It was too sinful. And Luke Harper says, these are not costumes. Evil is very real. And Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt says, for the three souls courageous enough to step up, he offers his condolences. And he pulls Kane's mask uh, out of his pocket. And says to the rest of you, <laughs> and Braun Strowman pulls his sheet mask off and says, your annihilation awaits, run. Uh, yeah, man, I, you know, I was thinking as I was watching all this stuff, getting ready for tonight's episode, that I like the idea of the Wyatt family more than I ever liked it in practice, you know, I, and, and I like Bray Wyatt as a character and as a performer and you know luke harper's really good uh can't say the same thing about rowan and Strowman, but man their mm -hmm. delivery of and and the way these lines are scripted it's so goofy and i know the some of the undertaker and kane stuff has been goofy too but they pull it off so much better than the, the Wyatts do. And, you know, I love the concept of the Wyatt family. I, lo I love their look. I want to be into it. But for some reason, throughout the whole Wyatt family run, I just don't think it ever, you know, it ever fully connected. I was I was super into it, except for when they added, well, I can't stand Rowan, but that was what it was. He was already part of it. But I love Harper, uh, love Bray. But then Strowman, it put it over. I just wasn't. I wasn't impressed with him no. because he only had about four matches before he made it here. I get it. He's a specimen. He is what he is. And the only way you're going to get better is by being with people that do know what they're talking about. Like like Bray, even though he's so young, but then being there with Taker and stuff. Like I get it, but I just I didn't have any respect for the fact that he hadn't paid any dues at all. And he couldn't talk. He sucked. I mean, he sucked at talking. I mean, I think Rowan sucks at talking too. I think Harper's good, and he was good. But when he's giving crap like this, you're right. It comes off as phony. But when they were in NXT doing their thing, Triple H just took the gloves off and said, do whatever the heck you feel like. And, like, they were phenomenal. You know, I loved that stuff. So, But, yeah, I get it. I mean, they never really were allowed to reach their full potential because they kept getting their rug pulled out from under and booking exactly. guys, too. Yeah, That's you the just problem. said that. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where uh, 
they that the WWE thinks okay, it's this character they can. It doesn't matter whether they win or lose. We can you know we can do whatever we want with them, but it does matter. It matters you know to an extent. Mm-hmm. If you can't, if this guy never wins the big one, you know, uh, if Bray Wyatt never does and Braun Strowman never does, then you're not going to take him seriously, no matter how cool they are, or how great of a promo they cut. Right. They got to exactly. do something yep. to back up all this crap that they're talking. But uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. We'll move on. Uh, Dean Ambrose is going to be the one who's going to lead the team and lead the charge against uh, the Wyatts tonight. Uh, And he's talking to his future wife. uh, I believe they were already dating at this point, uh, Renee Young. So a little flirtation there. And he says, hell yeah, I'm going to accept Bray Wyatt's challenge tonight. And he's just, you know, he's having a blast. He's so fun to watch on promos uh, when he he doesn't have a gas mask on. Um, he's, or, yeah. <laughs> mustard mustard card or whatever yeah. <laughs> he says he may go down tonight against the Wyatts but the real question is how many of them Wyatt boys is he going to take down with him I mean, he's just he's awesome oh, yeah. um, and then they get interrupted by Boo Dallas who shows up with a white sheet over his, his body <laughs> I love it, man. I love it because they've just completely given up on any seriousness of the Bo Leaf thing. And he's just a straight comedy character. I mean, he has no potential for stardom at all. He's just there to make people laugh. I love Boo Dallas. It was great. I love what happens later on with him. Mark Henry is great. Too. <laughs> well, maybe if he stayed Boo Dallas, he might be more over. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Uh, later on, Dean Ambrose finds another partner in Cesaro, and you know they're keeping the Halloween theme. And uh, Ambrose asks Cesaro if he's dressed up as Lex Luthor or the Transporter, Jason Statham, <laughs> and Cesaro's like, "No, it's just how I dress." <laughs> he's in his suit backstage. Yeah. And then this was crazy. Uh, Cesaro predicts the future yeah. and asks if Dean Ambrose is dressed for the Thunderdome tonight. <laughs> Of course, he's talking about Mad Max Thunderdome, not the WWE Thunderdome. Right. Uh, but then Cesaro accepts the uh, partnership, and they don't shake hands. They don't do a fist bump. They do a little COVID times elbow bump, which I thought was weird. It's like, oh, man, this segment's for the future. We're talking about Thunderdome. They're doing an elbow bump instead of the <laughs> handshake. This is really weird. Oh, man, I hate that wrestling elbow bump. I hate it. Every tag team does it nowadays. It drives me crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh, it dri- but yeah, back then it was kind of novel. But yeah, <laughs> every one of them does it nowadays. It drives me nuts. But yeah. But you're right, man. Cesaro, a man of the future. So man maybe of he the future. Maybe he was the Terminator. Something. Ah, could be. Swiss uh, Terminator. Is that ever his nickname? <laughs> Swiss Cyborg. Swiss Cyborg, yeah. Uh, later on, Dean finds another partner in the Ryback. Uh, the Ryback wants mm. revenge against the Wyatt family. And then, as you mentioned, there's a segment uh, parodying a uh, classic viral video where Boo Dallas pops out of a trash can to scare Mark Henry, and Mark Henry just punches him instead of <laughs> screaming at him. So eat me more of that, dude. <laughs> the funny thing no, is, thanks. is that so in real life, like I listen to Busted Open a lot, and Mark Henry is deathly afraid of stuff he won't watch any kind of scary movie any kind of scary tv show he says like when he watches stuff like halloween freaks him out he he'll leave the lights on so he's like a legit scared of stuff so like 
to me, that was why this was extra funny because I know that, and like in hindsight, like listening to him talk and stuff, like to, to me, it was just funny because like he probably was honestly maybe been even a little scared a little bit. I, mean, I doubt it, but like you just, just saying, like he just he was the perfect guy. Just knowing what I know about him now, it was funny to, to see him in that role. So, so you tell yeah. me he is actually afraid of caskets? Probably. Yeah. He's the one Probably guy. So. Yeah. But he may actually be. So but yeah, they give him a hard time by being afraid of like everything. He won't watch any scary movie or anything. He'll watch stuff with lights on and like walking dead and stuff. He's just terrified of it. So. <laughs> well, we have honestly spent way too much time talking about this episode of SmackDown. So I'll just yeah, go on to say that that the Wyatt family wins the six-man tag, face the fear challenge in the main event. Uh, Cesaro is incredible coming in off the hot tag. He is one of the best mm-hmm. ever doing that. Uh, but he ends up getting pinned by Luke Harper after that big discus clothesline. Um, so the Wyatt family does get a little momentum to keep this feud uh, rolling. Yeah, absolutely. And that's going to lead us to next week's Raw. So Raw the November 2nd. 2015 so after recaps from last week we see the Wyatt family making their way to the ring Bray says every night's a special night but tonight I want to give everyone something that you're never going to forget we've all witnessed us taking out the rotting carcass of the Undertaker so apparently he's dead and then says we've all we've all witnessed him carrying out the scorched body of Kane so he says the body is just a temporary is this excuse me the body is temporary and eventually it's useless but the soul the soul man lives forever so unless that soul's consumed by a higher power, so Bray has become that higher power. So it was me all along, I guess. It's like, what if they brought it back to that, dude? That'd be Whoa. insane. Yeah. <laughs> what if Bray's the head of the Wyatt I mean not Bray, Vince is the head of the Wyatt family. That'd be funny. But anyway. So Bray tells us that the Wyatt family has successfully harvested the souls of their brothers of destruction. So I'm imagining at this point that they drugged him back to when they drug him backstage, they took him to like Mama Sangre's or whatever mm. and uh, had her extract yeah. their souls. The exorcism. The, yeah. The the bones of a tree legged dog or whatever yeah. it was that she had. Bring to. it all in. Yeah. Tie it all <laughs> right? in together. So but he says he's got the power flowing through the veins now. But um no, he doesn't say it like like all the warrior, but he does. He's he's got the power, so he says. That power has become me, man, and it feels good, man. It feels really, really good. That power has become unconceivable, and it all belongs to me. For now, I summon the thunder. <laughs> And now I summon the lightning! I summon the forces of darkness, for I am Bray Wyatt, the eater of worlds! So he says, now I summon the thunder. So we hear the thunder in the, in the arena. I summon the lightning, and the lightning strikes the four ring posts. And he says, you know, I'm the eater of worlds, and it is within me to summon the forces of evil and to scorch this earth. And then he does the Shakespeare pose, and lightning strikes the entrance ramp, and a bunch of fireworks go off. Not flames. Straight up July 4th, like, fireworks yeah, go off. So it that was, was my It was like problem. the raw yeah. opening. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why not have Taker's flame, his big bellowing flames? Like, that would have been better. But, like, it's, like, just straight up pyro. But I get what they're going for. He's got the power in him now. 
So it's cool, you know. Oh, um, dude, I want more of this. This yes, is that's, this is the feud that I want. Like, yes. Give me a year. Uh, Bray Wyatt steals the Undertaker's soul yes. and power. He does all the things Undertaker does. He sits he up. He, he rolls his eyes back yeah. in the head. Yes, he uh, um, shoots flames. He he turns the lights off. He appears. He disappears. Yep. He raises up to the heavens like yep. <laughs> like he they did ascend. at Royal Rumble yep. '94. I don't know it, all your Undertaker stuff. Do that for a year where he becomes the new Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And finally, Undertaker returns. To reclaim his power, like they, yep. they teased it a little bit at WrestleMania, and then they teased it a little bit here. But it's like I just feel like there's so yes, much we potential. Get four weeks, just it. go, go yeah. all in with it, man. Yeah. Make give him pass the torch that way, uh, and yep. you can still have Undertaker come back and, and get the win sure. back. But do something where you really mean something. Yep. Instead, they're just cramming into four weeks of TV here just to get <sighs> yes. to SummerSlam. That's my problem with this it's whole thing. It's fun. But this, the, there's so much more potential to, to be had, man. I, I love it. But a really, there's a really cool video here. They get a highlight video of Taker and Kane, and then them, just kind of their past, and them as the brothers of destruction, and just see, you know, through the years, and then it kind of fades out. It kind of like swirls and fades out, and we return to to Wyatt, this laughing in the ring, in the ring, and he screams out, "Follow the buzzards!" So you know, that's his, that's his thing. And I gotta mention here, dude, a flubby dub. Okay. So. Oh, I haven't had a flubby dub in a while. <laughs> a Michael dub. Cole flubby dub. Michael Cole flubby dub. This is insane, and I I rewound it like eighteen times. He after after the fall of the buzzer thing, he says that coming up next we're gonna have Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Paige, and Brie Bella. They're gonna meet in a fetal four way match. Mm. It'll be one of these four divas. They meet in a fetal four way match later on tonight. No, uh, what are the rules of the fetal four way, Travis? <laughs> well, two, I guess two of, I guess Brie won. She had the baby first. She's had two babies, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Becky's pregnant with one. So that's what the, I guess that's what they were competing for. Yeah. Okay. But he says fetal four way. So I don't know, man. I encourage you guys watch that episode of Raw and check that out. Forty <laughs> uh, and slip there from Michael Cole. Very <laughs> odd. Uh, thanks for catching that, Travis. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, next, we go to SmackDown uh, again on November fifth, two thousand fifteen, and uh, as you guys can imagine, these SmackDown episodes are just going to be built. Uh, are used to build up the Wyatt family because you know Undertaker yeah. and Kane are not working Thursday nights. Um, <laughs> and this on this episode, we're getting a Survivor Series preview. The Wyatt family is going to take on the Primetime Players and the Lucha Dragons in a traditional Survivor <laughs> Series <laughs> elimination match. Oh, you, you don't think that's getting ratings on Thursday night there, man? <laughs> <laughs> now, I, oh. I had never seen this match until... We, I watched it back for this uh, research, for this podcast. But as soon as they announced it and as soon as they said it was an elimination match, I went ahead and typed that the Wyatts are going to eliminate all four guys <laughs> without anyone from their team being eliminated. And guess what? I didn't have to retype anything because that's exactly what happened, um, which is what should happen. No, no, sure. You're building up the Wyatts to face Undertaker and Kane. They don't need to lose to Titus O'Neil. Uh and they don't. They they beat them Slide all so very very easily. Everybody gets the mm-hmm. finishers, and uh, Sin Cara gets to shine for a few minutes, uh, which is fun to see. Uh, but they all get defeated here. And again, 
do something more with this. Have them put all these guys in caskets when they pin them. Have them wrap Sin Cara in a body bag or something. Set uh, uh, set um, Kalisto on fire like he's <laughs> like your cane. Like I don't know. Do something else, man. It's just put him on the symbol. Symbolize him. It's so yes, sure. Have well, a Bray Wyatt symbol. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I don't know. Big old scarecrow or something. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, it's just so much more they could do with this. Again, oh, yeah. I love the idea of it, but the execution is just severely lacking. Yeah. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. It reminds me of like, remember with the writer strike in like 2007 or eight, when all those shows just like had to cram out the rest of their TV sh- like shows, just right. whack them out, and like you just you got so much story just crushed into like. Well, I remember the other thing that's a third season of Heroes. Like, they just blew through a year's worth of storylines in like three episodes. Like, that's what it's like here, man. It's like, uh, it's like you got all this story, but but the thing is, there's no writer's strike at WWE. <laughs> they make their own stuff. Like, they just do their own thing, but they just cram it all in there for no reason other than the fact that we got to get to this pay per view. It's like, dude, just, I don't know, man. I just, it's so disappointing because there's so much more meat on the bone, like we say. Right. Like, you know, imagine if at WrestleMania 15, Bray Wyatt had won, uh, which we, you know, we debated whether or not that should have happened. But imagine if he wins there and, okay, uh, maybe you lose out on all the Brock Lesnar stuff, but maybe, or or maybe you don't. Maybe even Undertaker does some of the Brock Lesnar stuff, but the whole time Bray Wyatt is off pretending to have the Undertaker's powers or something. Or imagine mm-hmm. if Undertaker was trying to actually get revenge for losing to Bray Wyatt. He hadn't yep. already beaten him in the past. It's just, there's no long-term planning in any of this. No. They just were like, oh, it's Undertaker's 25th anniversary. He, let's have him have a match. Uh, let's redo the Bray Wyatt thing again. Yep. It's, it's just nothing. It's a cool idea. Not well thought out. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's going to bring us to uh, Raw the next week. Um, this is Jan- or January. This is November 9th, 2015. So this was a um, – is this the night we're in the UK? Yep. How could you I- tell? <laughs> <laughs> um, just like the accents on some of the fans in the crowd. And then uh, – oh, the two giant Union Jacks hanging okay. from the ceiling. Uh, was there ever a tag team called Union Jack? That would have been great. Why did I not have that? Mm, so. Like, um, well, you have the Union, your favorite <laughs> faction. Exactly. What? They could have just had the, the Union Jacks and been like, I don't know, Jack London and Jack uh, Liverpool or something. I've been great, man. The Union Jack Jacks. London and Jack Liverpool. <laughs> Jack London and Call the Wild. It'd be a pension move. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Why not? Jack anyway. Liverpool sounds like a 1992. <laughs> Superstars jobber. <laughs> like, I'm fine with that. Too. Beer gut and a mullet. Yeah, oh, I need them to be jobbers. They need to be like that's tag team ever rise in NXT. They just come out every week and lose, man. This is great. Jack Love Liverpool. <laughs> He's anyway. waving to the wrong camera when they call his name. This <laughs> just got a unitard on. Like, yes. You know, Pink and purple. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if I had a SmackDown game, I'd be making him tonight on <laughs> Creative Wrestler. <laughs> anyway, all right, Raw from across the pond. Um, this was immediately after Seth Rollins' knee injury, so he I, 
of strangely enough, I guess a we haven't seen Kane on TV since he got uh, crucified by the Wyatts and taken backstage and dropped off in a ditch or whatever. Um, but he was able to show up on a house show and wrestle Seth Rollins. Come on, man! <laughs> He's supposed to be kidnapped. Yeah. But uh, he uh, has the power of the uh, of Kane, and he makes uh, Seth blows knee out. So um, anyway, like, normally whatever, what like they do that stuff like that all the time. But it bites them in the butt here because yeah, they have to acknowledge it because of Seth exactly. Rollins' injury. So they have to show Kane on there and and tell you. All that stuff he did with the Wyatt family didn't matter because he's still able to wrestle at house shows. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, the Wyatt family comes out, or excuse me, Bray comes out for the hashtag Wyatt eulogy. So if you, if on November 9, 2015, if you're listening right now and you tweeted and wrote hashtag Wyatt eulogy, we want you to go back, snapshot it, and show us, or screenshot it, and show us what you wrote. I would love to know. On that night, but anyway, the Manchester Fireflies are all out tonight. We see Bray coming out, and he's showing off his uh, newfound powers from last week. We see the recap, um, and it's in a funny, you know, in my notes, I wrote that he was bringing the lightning and the thunder better than Imagine Dragons because they have that song mm. called Thunder, and then my kid, my oldest son, loves that song. But uh, and then, uh, as fate would have it, apparently Imagine Dragons is the theme song to survivor series i had no idea like as i wrote that then like later on this episode i find out like, oh thank you to imagine dragons for bringing us theme song for survivor series i was like wow what a strange bit of like serendipity that was nuts your favorite band not at all but uh (laughs) lightning and the thunder so yeah it was it was fun but anyway bray's again he's out here alone Manchester is singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. Because, again, these UK fans, they're crazy and zany, and they only get WWE twice a year, and they're loving it, man. Oh, yeah. He says, he says change is the inevitable part of life. And uh, how you deal with change, Joe, it tells you how you truly are. So tonight we're going to celebrate change and the spirits of Kane and The Undertaker. So he says, you know, they've been the benchmark of power for over two decades here. They controlled the light and the darkness and reigned supreme. I want everybody in the building to bow their heads and pay respects to these icons. And the crowd starts chanting Undertaker. And then Bray calls everybody in the arena fools, calls all the fans at home fools. Says he's no longer going to pay respect to them. There was no passing of the torch. Well, wink, wink, there really wasn't. But uh, he says, you know, I took that torch and I used it to burn Kane and burn Undertaker straight into ashes. My body grows stronger as theirs rot. Their power is pulsing through my veins and I control the lightning and the thunder now. There's no more time for salvation. All of this will be over soon. The apocalypse is here. And then he drops down on his knees to say, follow the buzzer. But as he gets out the word follow, we see that video from last week. It kind of unwinds the other way. And we see it play. And uh, Brain kind of has this puzzled look on his face. And uh, he's looking at the video. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the video ends with Taker having a... An, a voiceover, and it says, you know, rest in peace. Then lightning strikes the ring post. They go up in flames. Lightning strikes the stage, and these big old flames are up. And then we hear, gong, and Taker's entrance video starts playing. The music begins, <clears throat> and the Brothers of Destruction just come out on the stage to a huge pop. Huge pop. Dude, from this English enormous. crowd. Enormous. Yes, enormous pop, man. It is... It's great. And again, they've been off TV for what, two weeks now only? But still, just <laughs> seeing them 
again, the, like I said, the UK, the UK fans only right. get them. And the last time they saw Taker would have been, uh, shoot. They fa- it, did they, uh, the they shield fa- thing? That's when he faced, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when he faced uh, Ambrose or yeah. whatever. So, <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, um, then, you know, the Brothers of Destruction stare him down. They kind of start walking toward their ring, and then we hear the, <laughs> and the lights come back up. The rest of the Whites are on the apron. The crowd's immediately going, this is awesome, because it is. It's cool, man. It's It re- reminded me of when the Shield and the Whites faced off for the first time in the ring. Remember that? Mm. That was, yeah. oh, man, that was a big, big to-do. So, yeah, sure. Um, again, we've seen Taker and Bray, but we haven't seen the Wyatt family and the Brothers of Destruction. So this is pretty cool. Bray charges, gets punched. They, they, they wind up taking him out. I'll kind of go through this quickly, but they – um. Basically, they, they take out everybody pretty easily, the brothers' instruction do, and then they wind up tossing Braun over the announce table, and then they kind of turn toward Bray, and then uh, double goozle him and double choke slam him, and Manchester gives him a standing ovation. I mean, everyone is standing up, just cheering for the brothers' instruction, though. So uh, they do their, um, you know, walk up the ramp and look over their shoulder, double fist raise, and uh, that's how the show goes off the air or this yeah that's a, yeah, actually that's a, the end of the show so um commentary is like well turns out can take her souls are alive and well so it's like okay <laughs> cool. so the last two weeks didn't matter at all so and that's that, that's my problem we just mentioned that i'm not gonna uh you know crap on it again but like just they just they, they took him out in a crucifix position and beat him up and then they show up two weeks later just completely fine so right like again this is so simple but why not have a casket roll out with Undertaker and Kane in it since they said yeah. you know they've absorbed their powers they're they're nothing and they sit up out of the casket like yeah as if you kidnapped them for the past two yeah, weeks exactly. and you're, you're showing off their bodies but you know they wake up and they resurrect or something like that you know mm-hmm. or yeah what yeah. it's laziness man it's laziness yeah, to do them like it that. Is. And also, my complaint with it is Undertaker and Kane just won the feud right here. They just right. beat up they four guys, all of, them. Yeah. All of mm-hmm. them. They didn't. Why not just have Undertaker and Kane chokeslam Air Growin? And like the other three guys Bray are able to escape. Been untouched. Yep. Yes, at least Bray one have been of untouched them. Untouched the whole time. Yes, but they instead, have got their hands on him yet. Everybody took chokeslams and got beat up mm-hmm. here tonight. Why do we need to have a pay per view match? Yep. <laughs> the feud settled here. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. It's uh again, <laughs> I keep saying it, man. It could have been so much more, but Yeah. SmackDown on 11/12/2015, uh, the White family. Did you want to go back to the Oh, yes. Thing? There is another thing to talk about. <clears throat> yes. <Yeah. laughs> uh, we had to talk about the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon on November <laughs> yeah. 11th, 2015, which is not, you know, we don't talk about too many talk shows with the Undertaker and uh, he technically doesn't do any talking here. But this is his first appearance on The Tonight Show. He just recently had another one. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Jimmy Fallon, he does this bit called The Audience Suggestion Box. And it's all all a gimmick, folks. They're not real suggestions. But uh, one of the fans... uh, (laughs) He gives a suggestion for The Undertaker to give a tombstone to a turkey. And Jimmy Fallon says... This one here is from Trevor Collum. Uh, hey, Jimmy, you should have The Undertaker from WWE come out and tombstone a guy in a turkey outfit on your show. 
Well, Trevor, that sounds pretty awesome, but unfortunately, it's very late notice, and I wouldn't even know how to contact The Undertaker. At this point, it's just kind of But then the gong hits, and The Undertaker makes his way out onto the Tonight Show stage. He takes off his robe. He takes off his hat. And then suddenly we see Brad Maddox clucking on the stage in a turkey outfit. Uh, Who? They should have just done the gobbledygooker outfit. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe they couldn't find it or something. But uh, Undertaker stares at him, picks him up. Gives him a tombstone, folds his arms, rolls his eyes back, sticks his tongue out. And uh, then Jimmy Fallon tries to come over and give Undertaker a handshake. And Undertaker just glares at him. And uh, that's a real <laughs> thing it. that happened. Yep, I love it. <laughs> Completely random and weird, but totally awesome. So they're yeah, great. promoting 25 years of The Undertaker here by having him come on The Tonight Show and do that. He wasn't at the point where he's you know, really giving interviews in character right. or anything like that. So you got to do something like that to get him on the Tonight Show here. Uh, but yeah, SmackDown on November 12th, 2015. Uh, we find out that Harper and Rowan are going to face the Usos later on tonight. Uh, and the Never White family come out for a promo. Guys. They have great chemistry with each other. Mm-hmm. Whether they're the Wyatts or the Bludgeon Brothers, whatever. They always have mm-hmm. good matches with the Usos. Uh, and unfortunately, again, uh, all the Wyatts are going to talk in this promo. Uh, Luke Harper <laughs> says, tonight the carnage will continue as they sacrifice the Muso boys to honor Bray Wyatt. Uh, Eric Rowan takes off his mask, uh, says a bunch of crap. Put it Bra- back on. Braun Strowman takes off his mask and says, I will destroy anyone in my path. And I will pile the bodies to the sky for the eater of worlds. Man, how huge does Braun Strowman look during this time? Yeah, dude? he's enormous. Like, it's, enormous. It's funny that someone posted uh, a picture of him on Twitter or Instagram or something with like a side-by-side of him now. Mm-hmm. And he shared it and he said... It's crazy. It's only a twenty-five pound difference between that, that yeah. and this, and it's just he's gotten himself into shape. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, he's got muscle now rather than just you know fat. So yeah, he, he looks, looks great now. He looks like a hundred pounds heavier. Yeah, he at does. This time. Man. It's funny how it it sits on him, but yeah, yeah, he looks and he looks like he looks older then. Like he just his hair just looks crappy, and just, I don't yeah. know, man. It's just it was it was what it was. But Vince saw something in him, so he did. Bray takes the mic and says, The dead man may have risen. The demon may have escaped the pits of hell. But Undertaker and Kane will never be the same again because he's taken pieces of them that they will never recover. They become a part of him. <laughs> like their lung or something? He'd like take one of their lungs out when he snuck them backstage? Possibly. Stole a kidney out and your, sold it. Yeah. Woke up in an ice bath. Right atrium out yeah. of your heart. Yeah. You gotta guess which pieces I took. It's like saw or something. Yeah. Yeah, right. Anyway, <laughs> well, he throws down the challenge at this point for Survivor Series: the two of them against any two from his family. Um, and at this point, I'm thinking, why not just do Undertaker and Kane versus the whole Wyatt family? Because they already beat him up. Just do like right. a two on four Survivor Series Survivor match Series, or something. Yep. You know, like yeah, it's just kind of weird, but. Um, Bray says he'll give him told us at the end of the night to respond. And then I did like this line that Bray says, 
25 years from now, they won't be celebrating The Undertaker. Instead, they'll be celebrating the day Bray Wyatt buried the demon and the dead man forever. So he's yeah. playing into that 25 years of The Undertaker. Yep. And they are really building up Braun Strowman here, as you mentioned, Travis. He is mm-hmm. their big next big thing at the moment. He is the guy that Vince is in love with. Um, and you're definitely getting the vibe that he's going to be in the match at Survivor Series because yeah. he's the next big project. There are even rumors at this time of him facing Undertaker mm-hmm. at WrestleMania and maybe going over Undertaker at WrestleMania. They thought yeah, so highly of him here. Um, and he gets a big squash over Fandango here to look strong. Uh, then in the main event, uh, you got Usos versus Harper and Rowan. Like you said, it, that is always a good match. But Bray Wyatt comes in and causes the disqualification. And he does the throat slash to the camera as uh, this. they got this new Jamoke on commentary named Rich Brennan. Uh, who did not last very long. And he says, I wonder if this is a message to The Undertaker and Kane. And Booker T says, of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, King Booker. Thanks, King Booker. Then... they beat up the Usos. Bray gives one of them uh, Sister Abigail, and he's about to give it to him a second time when the gong hits. Flames erupt from the stage, and like I said, Undertaker and Kane don't work Thursdays. Uh, we just get a voiceover from Undertaker here yep. as he says, Bray Wyatt, the Reaper is waiting to drag you through the fires of hell at Survivor Series. Your family will rest in peace. Lightning strikes the ring post. Undertaker's music plays. And Bray Wyatt is left staring at the video screen as the show goes off the air. So we do officially have a match for the Survivor Series. There you go. He answered the challenge. Throw it on that punk card. He's going to pick it up. Mm. Just like JBL always says. So... That's going to take us to the go-home show for Raw, but uh, it, in a moment of seriousness, it, this, this is November 16, 2015, so we open up the show with a, a moment of silence for the victims of that, the uh, terrorist attack in Paris over the weekend, which was, um, I believe that was an ISIS thing, too, if I'm not mistaken. And right. there was, yeah, it was pretty pretty terrible. I remember a lot of you know uh, stuff online, or everybody was putting the little... Uh, the Eiffel Tower, like the peace sign, some of that. Just you know, we stand with Paris and some of that. So it's pretty terrible, uh, worldwide event at that point, worldwide news. And um, it's not the end of it. We're gonna hear a talk right. Tom talking taker. Right? So it kind of trickled over into America, which is kind of strange. But after that moment of silence and the moment of seriousness, within the first segment comes on, and we get the Latin chanting and purple lights and druids coming out, and it's just kind of like. Mm, Maybe not the best choice of things to start out with. Exactly. You know, like I thought that too. And it's just like, uh, okay, odd pacing, like odd timing there. Yeah. Maybe save this for later in the night. Yeah. Maybe not right after the moment of silence with people who died, you know, like terrorist attacks. (laughs) A hundred people who died. Yeah, exactly. But um, the druids come out to the ring and we hear the gong and Taker's music hits and then the Brothers of Destruction come out and then Michael Cole tells us and welcomes us to Undertaker Week on the WWE Network. So There we go. In celebration of his 25th year in the company, we know we got some, some great programming on the week of the network and I think we got uh, 
let's say there's a Legends of JBL with uh, episode one and two, um, which we'll talk about in a second here. There's a uh, 25 Years of Dead Man kind of highlighting his, you know, just highlighting matches from there. And then I think one of them was called like uh, his Gravest Matches or something. I don't know. It's like there's two things that were very similar. Um, I don't yeah, what I think there were two match compilations. Yeah, and then two of those JBL roundtable specials yeah. with the uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, and well, the three of them in JBL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those three. So yeah, one was called Twenty Five Phenomenal Years, and then the other one was called The Undertaker's Greatest Matches, which I think was a Coliseum video thing, if I'm not mistaken. So, but. Was it that? Anyway, whatever. Some cool. It's cool though that they're focusing this week on Taker in and of itself, and um, you know, in 2020 they're doing that for the whole month. You know, with different uh, documentary every Sunday. So, pretty cool there. But anyway, uh, the brothers get in the ring and they're going to address the Wyatt family. Taker says that standing before you is the true army of darkness. On the horizon, vengeance awaits the Wyatt family. The Wyatt family took our bodies and tried to claim our souls, but there is no one, no man living or dead, that contains the power of the dark side. Kane says, when you try to steal the flames of hell, you're going to get burned. So he's, he's got a little puns there. And uh, he says, At Survivor Series, we have reserved a special place for Bray Wyatt and his family in the deepest pit of hell. A place where they will suffer in the fires of eternal damnation. Taker says that Bray's kind of evil is no match for ours, and their evil has been time-tested over and over again. So you choose whichever two you wish to sacrifice because the Brothers of Destruction have already decided their destiny. They will never rest in peace. Which, again, he's added that never uh, he added that when Br- he fought Bray back at WrestleMania, I remember. Uh, and I think one time with, with Brock, too. Brock, yeah. 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 So, well, then we get to again, and Bray, uh, we see Bray in his rocking chair, and the rest of the family, they're, they're on the stage here. And Bray says, Taker has reigned for 25 years and instilled fear into everyone. He said, 25 years is long enough. So Bray says it's time for a new army of darkness to emerge, and their privileges are now reserved for him. He's the new face of fear. And at Survivor Series, they will be remembered as the brothers he destroyed. So mm. rather than the brothers of destruction. So I like that little twist. He's really good and smart about picking up stuff like that and twisting it around. So I'm sure that's him and not some stupid writer backstage. But because Bray's a smart guy. But um, he then holds his hand up and lightning and thunder crash. And he says, you know, as for your creatures of the night, they're now mine. And the lights go out. And this is pretty cool what's about to happen. I really like this. And this is what we're talking about, you and me. I'm talking about, like, more of this. Let's give us more weeks of this. So the lights come back on. And when they do, the druids all have sheet masks on now. So really, really cool. Really reminiscent of the uh, Bray and Cena stuff back in uh, yeah. 2014 when, and, you know, he had all the little kids, with the mask on and stuff. So I love it. And then, you know, we get the, the run. And then uh, the druids start attacking Kane and Taker. But, of course, they just manhandle him because they're <laughs> That's my problem with it. Yeah. It was a yeah. cool moment for 30 seconds. 11 and seconds, yeah. Undertaker and Kane beat up 20 of these guys like they're little kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, dang it. Yeah, I know. But they goozle them, the druids, and Taker does a throat slash, and they choke slam him and then taunt the Wyatt family. And 
the Wyatt start to walk down the ramp, but Bray stops him and he says that, you know, our date with destiny is Sunday. Follow the buzzers. So again, I like the idea there, but again, it's like they're just cramming so much weeks into one. Like they should have got the upper hand here and then Kane Taker can get their can come back for their vengeance on Sunday. I don't understand why Kane Taker left standing tall at the end of every single segment. Yep. And it's going to be the same on the go-home SmackDown on November 19th, yeah. 2015. It's more of the same as we hear that Latin chanting again. Uh, the Druids come out again, but this time they already have the sheet masks on, which is a really cool visual. It is sure. a cool moment. It's a cool idea. I like it. As the Wyatt family come marching into the arena, uh, Bray says the words trembling from his lips are the words of an honest man. Uh, the demon and the dead man may have started walking upright, but there are still pieces of them that belong to him. And he has now shown the world that the followers of darkness have seen the light. Uh, the Brothers of Destruction will be given a chance at Survivor Series to redeem themselves. But how will they end up failing? Will it be at the hands of Eric Rowan, a man shunned by society, tossed aside like a piece of unwanted garbage? Just an interesting way to put him over. <laughs> I concur. Well, will it be Luke Harper, a man whose moral code affords him the ability to inflict pain and moral suffering without the slightest bit of remorse? Will it be mm. the black sheep himself, Braun Strowman? And again, they're building Braun up really strong here as mm -hmm. Bray gives him a chance to talk. And Braun says he's dreamt of making great men fall. Kane and Taker are monuments of a bygone era. He will shatter their bones to dust and feel their bodies crumble in his embrace. And he will bring the apocalypse for Bray Wyatt. So if you're a betting man, you're thinking, okay, it's going to be Bray and Braun. Like, he's the only other guy that got promo time here tonight. He's got a, that's the obvious thing. It's definitely not going to be Eric Rowan, <laughs> a piece of unwanted garbage. Oh, he's I not going to be the partner. I knew it was going to be Luke Harper the whole time, man. I really? wasn't sold on this Braun thing at all. No, I did, in no way did I think. I No, I thought that's how they were presenting on TV. You're right. But I knew they, they're not going to put this dummy in there with these two <laughs> legends at Red Survivor Series. But uh, you're right. They are playing I was it up surprised. on TV. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, the, the, dude, they want to give these guys a good match. They're going to put somebody who can go. Like a former Intercontinental Champion, Mr. Luke Harper, in there. <laughs> <laughs> well Bray outstretches his arms and then we hear the gong the lights go out and we see Undertaker on the video screen he's not working Thursday nights man this is pre-taped <laughs> he right. says you think you hold all the cards but you'll soon find out you've got nothing but a dead man's hand at Survivor Series perilous times they will come and we the brothers of destruction will reclaim what is ours and Kane holds up a sheep's mask that is on fire and says ashes to ashes they all fall down and Undertaker says they all rest in peace Kane erupts his pyro from the ring post as we see they have all fallen down. All of the druids and the sheep nests are lying dead on the ground. And then Bray sits down and starts laughing as the crowd chants, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, pretty basic go-home show stuff here. 
But uh, again, that Brothers of Destruction looks strong at the end. They get the upper hand on Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. uh, as they have pretty much this entire run. Yeah, and I just wrote here in my notes, like, because we're about to hit Survivor Series, like, I just wanted more. I wanted more of Taker trying to win the Druids back, or maybe Wyatt controlling Kane for a little bit. You know, oh, yeah. uh, Taker maybe controlling one of the Wyatt family members, even, like, getting Harper on his side, or even swaying Bray, the, or Braun, the, the black sheep, away from, you know, just, there was so much more. And and even if Taker's going to work a limited schedule, Bray can carry this stuff. We've already seen that he can do it. But, yeah. And they've got four guys they can have, they can do stuff with Kane because Kane was still pretty full-time at this point. So, you know, it's just, I don't know, man, there's just so much. I wanted much more because I like these guys. I like, I like Bray. I, I like Taker and Kane. It's just, I, I just wanted more, man. I'm with you 100%. Could bring back some of the old Ministry of Darkness and have Bray put them under his command or something yeah, JBL like that. wasn't above it. He did that. Sure. <laughs> Ron Simmons, yeah. whatever, man. Edge, Christian, who cares? Um, yeah. Well, if you do want more, you can get more of The Undertaker 25 on the WWE Network. Uh, you could back then. You can go back and revisit it. Uh, as you mentioned, Travis, all of these WWE Network specials on The Undertaker, uh, you can still find them on the network. And it was really cool for them to do this stuff yeah. and celebrate The Undertaker in this way. Um, if you've never watched those Legends with JBL specials, they are worth going to check out. Uh, I think they're only maybe like, 30, 40 minutes or so, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's JBL, Triple H, Stone Cold, and Shawn Michaels shooting the crap, which I would watch them talk about, you know, fast food Bat restaurants. Gammon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I would watch them talk Seriously. about <laughs> But they're talking about our boy. They're talking about The Undertaker. Yeah. And uh, I rewatched one of them uh, going into this. Yeah, I didn't have time to watch both of them, but I rewatched one of them and it some of its stories you've heard before but again it's it's these guys talking and and telling these stories and i just thought who else do they do this for that's living and is active right nobody they don't they they do the they you hear guys talk tell stories like this about andre the giant or Mm -hmm. maybe about a rick flair or something like that maybe sometimes but who else do they devote a week's worth Who's in his 70s. of yeah. content? Right. They don't do this for any other bite. And they're doing it again here in 2020. Like, mm-hmm. that's how much of an icon The Undertaker is. They don't do this for Hulk Hogan. Nope. Who is arguably, I mean, or Stone Cold. I mean, they, the they Rock, do more of it for Stone John Cold. Cena. Yeah. Okay, The Rock is the most successful movie star in hollywood right now like the biggest like he's not even in the WWE hall of fame yet we know he's going they're just waiting for this in miami or something but anyway like like he is they could have so much to milk for like doing stuff like this for the rock you know but like they don't do it for him man they do it for this guy who's again he's he's just like i think they talk about in this and this round table thing he's there he never went anywhere stuff we've harped on so many times on here, but hearing these guys, we're, we're just two guys at home talking about this. Hearing these guys that been in the ring with him, been in the locker room with him, seen him. Uh, I remember they, they, they talked about um, 
him taking a nap in a casket because he <laughs> he didn't he didn't want people to see him like get tired. So like he actually slept in a casket one time backstage, is hidden because like, but that's just who he was. Like he didn't he didn't want them. Yeah, he just has this aura about him, even as 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 Mark, you know. And they're just so cool seeing him talk. But you're right, man. Like nobody else gets this. And the more we the, every week that goes by that we do this, the more I just revere this guy, man. And the more special march was to me that we got to meet him like it's just uh it's insane man this guy's he's a freaking legend dude <laughs> absolutely any any other things you wanted to say about that uh about that week no just go check him out man i just uh it, it really has some cool stories and these guys uh, I, I remember um i was reading a recap of it and at one point i remember austin talks about uh after wrestlemania when he, he lost his streak he talked about like you know Shortly after that, he, he was checking on him and said, you know, it's one of those if you want to come on the podcast. And, like, the rest <laughs> of the guys on the round table are just riffing on Austin for trying to plug his own podcast on the WWE Network, which is great. So. Well, he said he know. asked him before <laughs> yeah. the match. Maybe and before then, the match. Yeah. you know, he got yeah. concussed. And I, yeah. Austin's like, I'm still waiting. I guess maybe, maybe he'll come <laughs> on here eventually. Yeah. And it's like, you're trying to shill your own podcast. It's great. So, yeah, but again, Stone Cold Steve Austin is probably the biggest, you know, money drawn superstar there was ever, and he just has so much reverence for this guy, and that to me, just seeing those guys just have so much reverence for him. I don't ever want to hear anyone take anything bad about this guy, dude. Like he's like a, I don't know, it's just he's great, man. It's Absolutely. awesome. But yeah, can't wait for the rest of the stuff for the the 30th year that we got on the network. We, we'll talk about that later on in a couple episodes from now. So. We will, but let's get to this 25th anniversary celebration on to the day, November 22nd, yeah. 2015. Very cool that they had it work out for that and for the 30th year anniversary. Yeah. It all works out. And this one is from our backyard again, Atlanta, mm-hmm. Georgia, at the Phillips Arena. And I was actually living uh, in Atlanta about 30 minutes from the arena at this time. And uh, as is kind of tradition on this show, if the show is in Atlanta, we didn't go to it for some reason. <laughs> you weren't living in Georgia anymore. No. And as I mentioned last week on the show, not only is this the Undertaker's anniversary, it's my wedding anniversary. Uh, yeah. So also, and this happened to be my first year anniversary and uh although my wife is awesome and she uh tolerates and even enjoys wrestling sometimes uh i figured it was not in my best interest to try to talk her into going to this survivor series show uh even though i was very jealous that i was missing the 25th anniversary of the undertaker i thought it would be really really cool to be in attendance for but uh you know, it, it kind of worked out for the best as well because, uh, as we have also alluded to on this day, this show was the alleged uh, focus of a potential terrorist attack from ISIS. Um, there were news reports on the weekend of this show uh, that there were going to be even more attacks similar to the Paris attack from the weekend before. Uh, if you don't recall... ISIS attacked a soccer stadium in Paris, and they also attacked a, um, a concert, the Eagles of Death Metal, which is uh, some of the guys from Queens of the Stone Age are in that band, and like you know, 
people died at that concert. Bomb went off. People mm-hmm. died. You know, like I think I said, I think I saw 150 people died throughout multiple attacks, mm. which is I, I forgot it was that many. Yeah, me too. But uh, there was a uh, there were documents that were released and that were found that said they were going to attack other big gatherings at that time and it's crazy that it wasn't an nfl game or a nba game for some reason they were targeting survivor series so uh this was on like the national news and stuff yeah that was weird like i don't i'm not trying to make fun but like is there like a dirt sheet like how do they release like that they're gonna get like like i don't know like there's like a list somewhere like it was ISIS like said, oh, here you go. here's our no like, it was on like it. Anonymous or, or WikiLeaks, oh, okay. so some of those Wait, little okay. things yeah, like yeah. released some of that stuff. I, I get all that stuff confused, but it, it yeah, was something like right. that where it came out. But uh, right. it wasn't Meltzer going through the. Uh... No, and I, just, I mean, like this ISIS have like a like an ISIS dirt sheet, like they releases all this stuff, you know, like just to the public to say, hey, just tell somebody that this happened. But I don't know, but yeah, um, it's too bad you couldn't go on your first wedding anniversary. But it's probably best for your marriage that you didn't go, and probably best for your health that you didn't go because you, you could have been attacked. So. Well, yeah, yeah, thankfully nothing happened. Although they yeah, they, they amped up the security measures at the mm-hmm. arena that night um and thankfully you know whether it was false reporting or or whether you know the authorities actually stepped in and prevented something i don't know but thankfully nothing like that happened and the show did was able to go off without a hitch but it was it was scary you know there were thoughts of postponing it or canceling it but Vince McMahon he stood his ground and has uh he's on with the show let's have Lillian Garcia go sing the national anthem and, and go get it on Yep, it was a pretty cool uh, opening there, the national anthem. So, pretty neat. Oh, but immediately after, yeah. yeah, immediately after she she sings that, um, we get an opening video just focused on Taker's twenty five years, and we get the you know the voiceover guy is talking about you know once in a generation there comes a phenom, an individual not measured by the seconds, minutes, days, weeks, or even years, but by the legacy he's built, a presence who has risen above all challenges and won head first into the unknown. And then we hear a brave voiceover of all the stuff he's been talking about over the last few weeks. Then we get clips of Kane and Taker as a brother's destruction. And just, it's really cool how it just opened the show's opening and it's about Taker. This is his night. Doesn't matter about the world championship match or the survivors. But this match, this night, it's all about Taker, you know, sorry. So you're exactly right. This night is all about Undertaker. So tell me why in the Heck, is this not the main event of the night? Dude, I don't care. what happens. I don't care. Yeah, that's exactly why this should have been the main event. Because that stupid money in the bank cash-in with Sheamus is a terrible moment that leaves the fans upset. You're building this entire show over 25 years of Dead Man. The poster's dedicated to him. The whole build is dedicated to him. It's a feel-good moment in the main event or in this match. Why is it not the main event, man? I don't know. I guess just to put it got me hot. I don't know. Yeah. Because, again, yeah, the the story going into this night, again, wow, that's weird. Survivor Series is a tournament for the world title just like it was in 98. But, um... Yeah, because again, Seth being out injured, um, we got to have a tournament to figure out who's going to win. And so they get they gave Roman his first win this night. But yeah, the stupid cash in with Shane Moose after that, and yeah, they might as well put this match on last and send the fans home happy like Vince right. likes to do. So, Ugh, mate, got me so hot. 
Yeah, I guess there would have been a lot of confetti in the ring for Taker. So if uh, they hadn't have done that, use a broom. <laughs> sweep it up, Boo Dallas out Come there on. sweep it up. Yeah. Uh, well, we do get a video package as this match goes on second from the top, uh, third from the top if you count the money in the bank cash in. Yeah. Um, and again, they're not really digging up too deep into the past. They're they're just going mm-hmm. off this past month of build. They're forgetting, ignoring all the WrestleMania stuff here. Um, you got Cole Thanks, King. Bay. <laughs> just like Transformers. Sorry, still about it. Yeah. Cole King and JBL, who's the standard commentary crew at this time. Uh, the Wyatt family make their entrance to the ring, and it's fine and all, but the crowd is immediately chanting for Undertaker. As the lights come up, the announcers are speculating which two of the Wyatt family are actually going to face the Brothers of Destruction tonight. Yeah, which is a nice touch. Again, there's a little bit of a mystery around it, you know. And then, like you said, the crowd's chanting for Taker, and then Kane's music hits, and he makes his way out by himself. And at this point, I had forgotten. I, I watched this um, that night on the network, like live, but I haven't seen this back in five years. So I'm rewatching it here the other night, and I was like, man, I really wish we got that mashup, you know, entrance like we used to get with Kane's music going and Taker's and them coming out. And forgetting Keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? <laughs> that would have been fine, too. Yeah. What if he came out and sat this night? I mean, nuts. But, um, anyway. Move in, now move but... out. <laughs> what if we got Fred Durst appearance? Oh, so, sure, man. Pops out of an egg. So, <laughs> 20, 25 years later. Gobbledygooker. <laughs> the egg man. So, um, but, uh, I'm glad we didn't get that mashup entrance because what we get is so much better because Kane's going to come out and stop at the bottom of the ramp and just kind of stare at Wyatt as the family has left the ring. They're on the outside just pacing around and Taker makes his way to a minute and then the gong hits and Atlanta is just popping huge for the dead man. But his music hasn't hit yet. We just hear gong, gong, gong a couple times over. And it's all quiet there. And then Kane's going to take it to turn it up to 11 here for us. Kane raises his arms and his pyro erupts. And we also see two of the Undertaker symbols, the XT, as we call it here on the show. Uh, They burst into flames hanging up at the top of the stage. We see some more of the Undertaker's torches. Uh, you called them the Olympic torches, yeah, uh, Olympic in, torches. in your notes. Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, they light up here. And then uh, you called it a giant crate. Uh, it does. It is like a giant box hanging from the ceiling. I think it's supposed to be a casket, mm-hmm. but it's not the it's real casket shape it's yeah. a rectangle yeah it's not yeah. the actual casket shape uh, i don't know what happened there's usually so great with these production touches but um for some reason this didn't quite look right uh but it's hanging above the stage and as the undertaker finally comes out uh we see images projected from the inside of that casket, there's like a video screen inside this this casket, yeah. this, this big pine box, if you will. And it's just images rotating of all of Undertaker's different looks throughout his career, uh, which is such a cool touch and a cool way to celebrate his 25th anniversary here. We've said it on the show, and, and other people have described him as such. He really is 
uh, a Madonna of sorts. You know, mm-hmm. He is somebody who does change his look uh, probably more often than you even realize it. You know, mm-hmm. folks out here listening, you just think of him as, you know, gray gloves, purple gloves, biker taker, dead man. But, uh, you know, we've talked about how he subtly, he changes those designs on his tights. Mm-hmm. He, even when it's just, you know, the all black, he's got something different, different colors, or he might have an urn, or he might have a cross. He, he al- He's always doing different stuff on there. Yeah. Anytime he comes back from a return, he's got something, he's tweaked something a little bit on there. Eyebrow he does pay ring. attention to that stuff. Eyebrow <laughs> ring, goatee, beard, mohawk, yeah. wig, you know, uh, he, does, <laughs> wig. he does change it up. It does, man. It's like this is like basically the this casket is the equivalent of one of those uh, picture frames that was real big in the early two thousands with digital camera. You know, you yeah. get your grandma and you yeah. put pictures of your family on it and they just rotate through. But um, it's basically a big one of those. But man, I maybe Kane got him that for his anniversary. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. So I love present. this entrance. There's lasers everywhere. Like uh, it's just smoke, flames roaring through, and then just those. Like I said, those those pictures of him, images just uh, cycling through, and it's just it's to me it was unbelievable, man. Like he he deserves this. Like I said, this whole night, if that had been the last thing, like there's another match after this. Like why? I don't understand. Exactly. Like, this, this is a fun, a great way to you know like kind of start to close <sighs> the pay per view with this. So, but I don't know. But uh, J JBL says it's an honor to be here for this. So again, he is all aboard that that train. So yeah, I really enjoyed commentary king says this is 25 years of seeing the undertaker step into the ring and it still sends chills up and down his spine and jbl says it's like seeing babe ruth walking into yankee stadium or wyatt earp walking into tombstone so they are both huge huge fans of taker and putting over just just his entrance you know just the fact that uh the spectacle of that and the fact that they get to see him in the ring but uh, one guy who has absolutely no respect for it is Eric Rowan, who is going to run into the ring, interrupt all of this, and he's going to get what he deserves. Oh, yeah, he, he does. He gets exactly what he deserves every single time. He um just going to get basically bamboozled by these brothers of destruction. So um, Taker boots him, and then they double-goozle him and just tandem choke slam him just right there, and then uh, he's out. And honestly, he disappears. <laughs> he goes to the back, <laughs> according to commentary. So um, Bray is holding Braun back, and he removes his hat and starts, his jacket and starts pacing. And he kind of gets in his face and kind of like looks at him, and he gets in Harper's face, and he nods at Harper. So he's chosen Harper as his chosen one. He tells Braun to stay, so stay right there. So he wasn't even going to choose Eric Rowan, I guess. So No, not a chance. And I guess it's like you said, I guess – uh, the, they decided Luke Harper was going to put on a little bit of a better match here tonight than, than Braun Strowman would here as he's still very much a rookie, very green, didn't quite trust him being in there with Undertaker and Kane. I think he literally had like eight matches. Like, total. I'm not kidding. Like, I think he had, had like four in NXT or something and like maybe four or five on main roster. He hadn't had, which again, Nathan Jones. <laughs> no, you got to start somewhere, you know? Yeah, but... Anyway, anyway. Well, Luke Harper, he does get into the ring, and he's going to start things off with Kane, as this is, uh, commentary doesn't say it, but pretty sure this is the Brothers of Destruction, the first time tagging on pay-per-view since 2001. Uh, you know, 
they've had yeah they have random team ups on TV uh, different times throughout the years, but there are very very few matches on pay per view. Yeah, because um, they were at what that tables match at like No Way Out that year, and then yeah. against uh, the all through the, the Jersey invasion. the Jersey duad yeah. Chronic <laughs> Chronic yeah. And I think that was it uh, up until now. That's why wow. yeah, I didn't think about that. That's crazy. But yeah, so like you said, uh, Harper and Kane go at it. Uh, he punched him in the corner. Close lines from Kane. He hits that great side slam that only Kane can do. Gets a quick two count. And then Kane hits a low drop kick. Just like, boom. He's, just, he's pulling all, of, all the stops out here. And But then it's kind of funny here because Taker immediately tags in and comes out. I didn't, think, I didn't expect him to tag in so quickly. But he, uh, he tags in and goes to the corner to punch in Luke. And then, again... Check your bingo cards. He gets that ref intimidation immediately right here at the beginning. I love it. So, And uh, this is the part where commentary is like, oh, guys, let's let you know Eric Rowan has left the ringside area. So he just disappears. <laughs> He's gone. He's going to go watch he this gone. from the monitor. Uh, like you yeah. said, Undertaker intimidates uh, future AEW superstar Mike Chioda here. And then uh, the Atlanta crowd is alive for this yes. match, dude. Atlanta, not always the hottest wrestling crowd uh we have our moments but we're not like mm-hmm. a classic uh hot wrestling crowd but that we were here for it tonight here as iron taker he's yeah. hitting the hits man he's coming out here he's on the greatest hits tour beats up harper in the corner wrenches the arm as michael cole notes that Undertaker was originally eight and oh at survivor series uh, don't hear about that streak too much right. but kind of here to see that uh Taker goes up for old school, but Harper is going to take him down. Uh, he tags in Bray Wyatt, but then Undertaker hits a running clothesline on Bray. Bray kicks out at one. Bray tags back out to Harper, and then Undertaker, he's going to hit old school. And he's going to, oh, yeah. no matter what, if he misses it, he's going to go back to it, and he does here. Yeah. Yep, he nails it. And then Michael Cole here tells us that Takers have more Survivor Series wins than anyone else in history, which I know we, I think we touched on that before. He also mentioned that, you know, uh, JBL talks about how Coco Beware was the first one ever to be Tombstone in Survivor Series. And was, was he ever? What a, what a yucky one. It's almost his last one. But then, you know, the next year again, Taker defeated Hogan. And then Cole mentions how that was the first ever singles match, which I remember us talking about that yeah. on that episode, whatever that was, three? <laughs> Episode three, four. It was episode three. Three would have been so craziness. Yeah, it's nuts. But um, 167 episodes ago, weeks ago. Well, that's crazy. But um, Taker's gonna hit that apron offense and hits the apron leg drop. And again, you got Atlanta going. You still got it. You still got it. Which again, he he never lost it, but uh, he's no. But he looks good here tonight. He does. He really does. Yeah, he looks like he's feeling it. He looks like he's in good shape. As Kane tags in. Uh, Luke Harper clotheslines him out of the ring. Uh, Kane lands on his feet. He gives a big boot to Braun Strowman, who's there on the outside. But Bray Wyatt attacks Kane, uh, allows them to triple team Kane. And Strowman tosses Kane over the announce table. And uh, Undertaker stalks over. Braun laughs in Undertaker's face. Uh, Bray attacks Kane some more on the outside and tosses Kane back into the ring and gets in the ring with him somehow. Somehow Bray Wyatt became the legal man throughout all of that. <laughs> yeah, I had issues right here because uh, one funny thing is that Mike Kyoto is like this. He's basically trying to cause a distract or pretend like he's distracted here, trying to get Taker back in his corner. But it's funny because 
you know, like you said, they, they rolled K Mech in the ring, and Harper's going, Sir, 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 at Mike Yoda. So polite. Yeah, yeah he, he is polite, man. But yeah, there's no legal tag. Suddenly, Brazley, I just hate when they drop the rules in the middle of the match, but because then Braun, basically, he rolls in there, he taunts, and he tags Harper back in, but he never was really, I don't know. Yeah, flubby does. Yeah, Harper starts punching on Kane, and commentary get their headsets back on, and um, Bray tags in again. So there's there's just in and out quick tags, punching on Kane, chopping him in the corner. Kane's battling back. Bray hits that running body splash where he just dives at people, and he goes for the sister Abigail, but he's facing Taker. Taker's on the apron, and he does the throat slash to mock him, but then Kane battles out and hits a running DDT, and both men are down on their backs in the middle of the ring. Well, it's time for the tag team specialist to shine. Yes, sir. Undertaker gets the hot tag. He starts unloading on Luke Harper, goes for Snake Eyes, and then changes his mind. And it's a DDT. Well, I think, and we'll see this later. I think that not. I don't think Luke sandbagged him, but I think he was a heavier fellow than Taker mm. thought thought he was. Because we'll okay. see that at the end of the match. Because if you, I went back and rewound a couple times, and I was like. He goes for Snake Eyes, but they kind of – I think Luke has too much momentum, and he kind of mm. just rolls over almost, and Taker can't balance him up there. Um, and so he just – makes Again, sense. Taker being freaking pro he is, he just immediately improvises and n- nails that DDT, which, again, wasn't out of his repertoire. It's something he used. Yeah. And then hits a leg drop and covers him for two. But, yeah, we'll see that. That's Just go back and watch that, uh, guys, because I think that's what happened. Again, we'll see it here in a minute. And somebody on Twitter, I think, commented about what we're going to talk about at the end here. That so. makes sense here. As um, Undertaker signals for the choke slam, uh, Bray comes in to try and stop him, but Undertaker goozles him as well. And then Braun Strowman causes a distraction. Uh, Wyatt and Harper send Undertaker to the outside, but Undertaker, he is not going down. He goozles Braun. Kane joins him, and they double choke slam Braun Strowman through the announce table. Yeah. And it's 2015, so the crowd starts doing some yes chants <laughs> for that. Oh, yeah. It was great, man. Again, that's, you hadn't really – I mean, I guess they did that through him to the outside earlier, but like seeing him go through the table was a big deal. You know, Braun was a big, big guy there. He was kind of their secret weapon. But Harper then hits a super kick, and Bray nails his sister Abigail to take her behind the ref's back so he sneaks in again suddenly we care about the rules again he sneaks in hits sister abigail on taker but kyoto's not looking then uh he turns around and luke harper covers him but kane comes in to make the save on his big brother and he knocks bray down but then harper hits him with a discus clothesline which again we've established that's his finisher kane and taker are both down at this point and bray wyatt starts doing that backwards spider walk and luke harper starts crawling towards Kane Taker and they do the double sit up. Crowd loves it. Mm-hmm. They get up. They hit stereo choke slams on Wyatt and Harper, and then Kane's gonna step out of the ring and leave the spotlight to Undertaker here on his 25th anniversary yep. as he finishes things off. Yeah, he does the Taker does a throat slash, gets Harper up, and. He holds him in a tombstone position for a little bit, and you can kind of see him struggling. Not, It's not um, – it's kind of subtle, but you can kind of hear him too if you go back and watch it. I think it was on uh, one of those um, – what's it, Botchamanias, where he, he's kind of telling Luke, like, give me something. He'll like, help me out, help me out, because 
I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if Harper is just thicker than he or heavier than he <laughs> thought he was going to be, or what, or maybe Taker just didn't have the arm strength at this time. I don't know because he's been battling Brock for the rest, the last part of the year, and you know, getting thrown around basically, not picking anybody up. So I don't know, but he kind of struggles here a bit, um, and then he does wind up dropping Harper down for a tombstone, get the classic cover, and Taker gets the pinfall like he should here at ten minutes and eighteen seconds. So not a very long match. Not a very long match, not particularly memorable. You know, it's I wrote it as a feel-good house show match. Sure. It's a TV main event, Coliseum video kind of match, uh, which is the Undertaker's 25th anniversary, man. It's a it's a celebration. It's a greatest hits tour. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. You know, um, it, it's not, not that memorable, but it doesn't have to be. You're going to leave the fans home happy here. Uh, we're celebrating this incredible legacy here and Kane and Taker take a few moments as they take all the adulation of the crowd in and Undertaker hits the Shakespeare pose and we call it the Shakespeare pose, but I thought he actually kind of looked like Shakespeare here with his hair, Travis. (laughs) (laughs) Starting to have a very Shakespeare look to that haircut. That's true. Very true. He's moved on from, uh, from Fraser Taker to, I don't know, Shakespeare esque. Yeah. Shakespeare. There you go. Shakespeare. I knew I knew I'd get it eventually. Yeah. But um well, again, like you said, they're they're getting a standing ovation from the crowd here and it's a really cool sign in the crowd because it says, uh, you don't have it, you are it. It's got a picture of him doing a throat mm. slash. It's a really, really cool sign. I'll put that on our social cool. media, but pretty cool, man. I really dug that. So um, JBL says that, you know, it's phenomenal that one man can compete for 25 years and still be going strong, which is true. Again, look at the n- list of names we mentioned earlier. Austin, he talks about on that JBL roundtable thing that, like, uh, they always joked about who's going to last longer. And, like, Austin, at this point, Austin's been retired for, what, thir- 12 years? <laughs> right. You know, like, it's crazy, you know? Like, Taker beat him by a long shot. So JBL also says, as Undertaker and Kane are – Walk into the back, JBL says, this is a sight we may never see again. And I just put, oh, if you only knew JBL. (laughs) If you only knew what we were in for with the Brothers of Destruction. But uh, for this moment in time, it's a happy ending. They do the look back to the crowd and the double fist raise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, they're kind of doing what they do with every Undertaker match at this point. They're speculating if this might be the last time that we see him I didn't buy that for a second at this point because I knew mm-hmm. WrestleMania 32 is coming up. It's going to be the biggest crowd in WWE history. Yeah. They're trying to get over 100,000 people into the new Cowboys Stadium. I knew Undertaker has You're, to be there yeah. for that. He's built yeah. that. He's going to be one of the selling points for it. There's no way they're not going to use Undertaker in some form or fashion. I mean, and he's from Texas, too. So. Right. I know a lot of people were speculating, well, maybe he'll go in the Hall of Fame that year because it's in Texas and have his last match some, but he didn't even do that. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely not going to miss uh, WrestleMania in Texas. So, uh, But, yeah, I, I this was a feel-good moment you know, for the longtime fans. I, I remember in, in the moment there in 2015 wanting to see, because, again, thinking about the story, Taker doesn't need a win. I want to see the Wyatts get their win here and get again. But like this night, this made sense. Give Taker a big win on his 20th anniversary, you know. So I get it. It's fun. But I, 
I would recommend the match for the spectacle of the entrance and the moments, like the sit-up and everything. Those are pretty cool. But again, as far as if you want to see a five-star classic, it's not that. <laughs> Go no. watch something else. But uh, it's it's really neat for the spectacle uh, and the pomp and circumstance that they, that they give to a man who deserves every bit of it. You know, I'm with you on that, especially for the entrance. Uh, go watch the JBL roundtable specials, Legends mm-hmm. with JBL specials as well. Uh, if you've never seen those, uh, those are even better than the match here. Um, and yeah, just again with the Wyatt family, uh, it's disappointing. It could have been so much more, but it, it was certainly the right ending on this night. So we would love to hear more of your thoughts. Hit us up at Talking Taker on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Go subscribe, go leave a rating, uh, and go share the show with your friends and fellow Undertaker fans as we keep rolling, rolling, rolling on to the last ride. Uh, We are not that far away from it at this point, Uh, but next week, uh, well, I'll talk about next week in just a minute because we're going to take a little detour here for the uh, 30 days of the dead man, 30 years of the dead man. But first, let's do some of your comments on this match. Uh, at Red Dragon 2008 said, remember the build being pretty fun, which uh, indeed it was. The match itself, maybe not so much. Uh, the downturn reminded us of what you just talked about, Travis. Said, remember Taker asking Luke Harper for help as he was sandbagging for the tombstone? I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, never taken that move, honestly. It's my, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he has on the injuries, no, but not right. from Taker, you know? You're probably right. Um, at Sheep FM, Richard Query, we've heard from him a little bit, said, interest was great, the match was not so much, another missed opportunity for the Wyatts. Uh, yeah, we agree with you Story of their life. <laughs> the Wrestling Connection podcast at WrestleConnect1 said, been loving the episodes recently, guys, so we do appreciate that. Um... Uh, Let's see. Watch Along Wrestling uh, nearly went to the show. Said he was at Atlanta on a layover coming back from Colorado and had the intentions of attending the Survivor Series, but because of those ISIS threats, uh, ended up getting on the first flight they could back home and skipping (laughs) the show. But uh, loved all the build-up to it, the network specials, and uh, Mm -hmm. really felt like he was a... Regular member of the roster here in 2015. Had four sure. matches in 2015. And uh, Randy Turco, uh, happy birthday to Randy uh, on the day that we're recording this, uh, but a couple days late on the listening to it. Says, felt like the first time they really celebrated Taker's tenure. He had a decade of destruction shirt at 10 years, but not much else. But love that he had this pay per view dedicated to him. He had 25 year merch and a 25 year encyclopedia, which he shares a picture of, which looks amazing. Wish I had picked that that up back in the day. Looks so cool. And then uh, happy birthday as well to St. Ridley Santos. His birthday was Monday of this week. Our uh, special guest on uh, the, you know, the uh, Triple H Shawn Michaels feud episode. Had that special episode with him. Uh, yeah, member well, of the Talking hey, Taker Day, family. Bay, to both you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the Latin, Latin there, Travis. That's good. Yeah, big Latin. <laughs> and then, like I said, uh, another member, two members of the Talking Taker family, 
Uh, Mike and JV from the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast are going to join us next week for a very special watch-along episode. And we're going to actually watch along a classic episode of some Attitude Era Raw from 1999 with The Undertaker and Stone Cold in the main event of that episode of Raw. We're going to do the whole episode of Raw. So we've done a few Royal Rumble matches we're going to do a classic episode of Raw here. Uh, just something a little bit different. Like we said, something unique to celebrate the dead man. It's an important match in his history. Uh, even though he lost it, it's literally an important match in pro wrestling history. And we'll talk mm-hmm. all about that next week. And uh, get to do something and I have, different. I have every intention of going in that, that night cold, not watching Same. anything. Yeah, I don't want to read anything. I mean, I remember that match because we've covered it here. But as far as like being surprised at the other crap on the show and crazy stuff and attitude era zaniness gtv whatever we're gonna get i'm excited for the thrills and the rise gonna take us on so there will certainly be some vince russo bromance of the week on that yeah baby so <laughs> uh and then a few other uh things to uh to discuss real quick as we mentioned last week, WWE is putting out a lot of 30 Years of Dead Man merch. I got my reproduction foam urn yes, uh, over the weekend. Uh, man, I ordered it on Monday or Tuesday, and it got here on Saturday, so that was nice. I've already got it uh, put up on the wall here in the uh, Talking Taker studio. I love it. I do more of this, WWE Shop. You know, yeah. I, I like that they put something on there. That, that marks that this is a reproduction. You know, it's got a little 30 on there. But otherwise, mm-hmm. it looks exactly like the original. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool with that. Do reproduce all the old merch. And just put a little something on there so that you know, okay, it's not an original. So, like, if you are you can't scam people on eBay or something like right. that. If you want to go find the original, which I would love. I'd love to get an original one of those foam urns. It's still on my wish list. But this is great for I think it was seven dollars oh, yeah. plus shipping. Like, come on, man, that's so cool. Yeah, that's great, man. Highly awesome. recommend it to you, Taker fans. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. I'm drinking from my mug that you got me last week, Travis. I got my hat on. No meme, Mark Callis, <laughs> meme, Mark mug. That's right. And then uh, we've got our merch available at Talking Taker. Uh, our yes. tpublic.com. You can get our any Talking Taker merch, including we joked about it, but I went ahead and. Drew up something quick and threw it up there for the Good For You shirt, the GFY shirt, as we discussed last week on the show. We've actually had a listener pick it up already, so uh, if that was you out there, let us know. If that was you, good for you. Good for you. We're giving you you the good for you right now. Yeah. Thumbs up. Awesome, man. What a great (laughs) shirt. It's a great shirt. I love it. It's awesome. Um. And then last but not least, Travis, did you have a chance to check out the Mortician documentary about the life of Paul Bearer that they just put out this week as part of the 30 Days of the Dead Man? Oh, I watched Morticia. I thought it was like about the Adams Family. Oh, wow. no. Dang, no. that was on Netflix. Dang it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I did watch the Mortician. It was um, awesome. I don't, I'm trying to think of something besides like a synonym for awesome or phenomenal. I keep using those words. But like, it was really really good um some of the same stories we've heard as far regarding taker but you and i talked before we recorded like the cool part to me was seeing him as percy pringle like a rick flair like his like just straight bleach blonde hair man like just all his little nuances he did to seeing this all that old footage the old footage of taker as texas red that brody the brody uh match 
he had on there. And then seeing the goofiness, the zaniness, the 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 bloopers from the backstage. That stuff yeah. was really cool to see. Uh, really, really neat. Again, we kind of knew the story, but um, seeing it and seeing all that archive footage was, was really, really good. I highly recommend it. It was really probably the best uh, documentary part they've done of the 30th Dead Man so far. I'm looking forward to Brothers of Destruction this weekend, though. Yeah, we're going to talk about all of this stuff in depth uh, in two weeks on the show. We're going to do a rundown yeah. of all of these 30 Days of the Dead Man specials on the network. So be sure to watch those uh, when you get a chance in the next few weeks. This one was kind of more, uh, it was more like a old school WWE yeah. DVD documentary. Obviously, yep. Paul Bear's been dead for uh, seven years, so they're not going to do they're using all archive interviews more old school interviews and stuff but they do bring in some cool uh retro footage in there mm-hmm. um and it's if you're a fan of the show you're gonna love it you know oh, i just yeah. love that he's getting that appreciation that he truly deserves oh yeah absolutely he deserves it and uh, he was just i mean we can't put we can't overstate how vital he was to the success early on in the Undertaker's career and then again just the Kane storyline just they, they had three pieces and it was Kane, Taker and Paul Bear making it happen so and hearing all the stuff from Mick Foley too was neat you know because I, I you know he was so close to uh, talking about well we'll I'll leave that comment for that and we go over it but yeah just Foley has some good insight there absolutely yeah. so anyway well um yeah is that wrapping us up here I think I'm good you got anything else well, if you were there, I always say that. We'd love to hear from you. Um, well, wait a second. We actually have a friend of ours we've talked about on this show who was actually there in the Phillips Arena at Atlanta uh, on November 22nd. Um, let's go to the old – let's see. We sent him a text this week. Uh, this is Caleb. Uh, I call him Farver because it looks like Farver from Super Troopers. But uh, let's see. If you'll we recall, watched- we, uh, we talked about him on – a few episodes, but especially yeah. on our WrestleMania 27 episode, he went to the Hall of Fame with us, but ended up having right. a uh, his father had a medical emergency and had to go. He had to go home to be with his dad before WrestleMania took place. Uh, but he was the infamous one who uh, who did not put on his T-shirt to go to WrestleMania <laughs> because he thought yeah. our other buddy Josh could not have possibly been wearing a green Magellan fishing shirt exactly. to WrestleMania. So we also watched WrestleMania 24 at his house. We talked oh, yeah. about him on that episode too. But yeah, so this is you know we reached out to him and said you know we're covering this. Anything you want to tell us about? And he says you know I have some. Well, he says I can't remember what happened, but I think ISIS threatened the event, and it was how we got tickets for 15 bucks a ticket. So they got tickets for 15 dollars. <laughs> He and two of their, his buddies went that he graduated high school with. So, so they so I, they heard about ISIS and they were like, "Let's go, <laughs> go. we're gonna yeah. take him down." <laughs> exactly. They had the Toby Keith mentality. Like, we'll put right. a boot in here, and then that's the American way, I guess. That's that's their thing. But um, so uh, you know, didn't hear much else from him about that. And I was like, "Well, do you have like this is talking taker?" So we wanted like, do you have anything? You know, any memories of the show? It was Taker's 25-year anniversary. You know, they beat the Wyatt family. I was trying to give him some things about, you know, Jaga's memory. Roman Reigns won the WWE title for the first time ever. Shea Moose cashed in to steal it. And his response was, the Dudley boys wrestled. They did. That's it. 
That's it. Our buddy, close friend, uh, who went to the show, uh, gave us that the Dudley Boys wrestled. But <laughs> when did they wrestle, Alex, on this night? Oh, uh, what it match was, was it? It was on the pre-show with uh, oh. Cosmic Wasteland against uh, Neville and, uh, <laughs> and Titus O'Neil and Darren Young and some other Jay Bros. You know what? Caleb's response to our reaching out to him was a cosmic wasteland of information. That was terrible. <laughs> Thanks a lot, dude. We really could have used a little more insight than that. But in all seriousness, we just want to bury him a little bit because he gave us nothing. But if you were there on this night, if you chose to go because ISIS may show up, you know, you're going to do a run in. You didn't know. Like, that's what Caleb went. If you chose to go because you got cheap seats, cheap tickets, let us know. Um, it was a great night. What are your memories on this night? 25 years of Dead Man to the day. Again, it's awesome how that worked out. And again, they will be this year too. So thank goodness for leap years, right? To keep it every five years, it keeps carrying over That's to That's right. You know, <laughs> another one. So. Perfect. Anyway, but if you were there, let us know. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, stay safe out there. Good for you. And as always, take her easy. Yes, I get it. And you weren't scared at all? Nope. Oh, come on, Renee. Halloween is no fun if you don't get to scare people. But I'm not one for giving up. Tonight, on SmackDown Halloween, somebody is getting scared. All you have to do is boo Lee!